Welcome to Life on 10. Hello, everyone. It is your favorite host and host. <laughs> it's host Angela, and host. host and host, Angela. And as always, I am here with my wonderful, wonderful friend, Dr. Vanessa Walker. Hello. Well, it is the holiday season. Christmas will be over when this airs. So OMG. It's going to be the new year. This well, is the first episode of the new year. First episode of the new year. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, we will definitely be speaking about the new year and resolutions and um, creating a new you on the next podcast. Yes, absolutely. The next it's going to be awesome. We are so happy to hear your, to have you here with us today, as always. Now, today, oh my gosh, once again. We have a very, very special de- guest. I'm loving all of our guests. Oh, it's so I awesome. love our all guests. these people want to come I and know. talk to us. I love it. I know, I know, I know. We've had we force them. We've had no. <laughs> we bribe them. We've, <laughs> had, we've had some fantastic um, guests, and uh, again, I just want to thank them for um, coming uh, coming on and being vulnerable and sharing their stories. So today. We have a very, very special person in Vanessa's life that I'm going to allow Vanessa to introduce. And our topic, once again, is all our topics. This is riveting. <laughs> so I'll turn it I'll over take to it you, away. Vanessa. Yes. So I'm introducing my absolute best friend in the whole wide world, Jennifer Ross. And the reason why we have her on here today is one, because she's super awesome. Two, because she has a unique perspective that actually I don't think is unique because a lot of people feel this way, but they societally are not able to point it out. And we're gonna we're gonna end the suspense here pretty soon. Jen. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, so let's let's go back. Maybe what are we two, talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, well, we're going to go back to maybe two episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah, two episodes back when we had... Um, um, we, ta- we, talked, well, we about, talked about motherhood. We talked about motherhood, and we talked about the pressures that women in the workforce find themselves under when they decide to um, have a, create a family. Yeah. Like, they decide, okay, I want to have a child, and we discussed how women really experience a lot of anxiety and pressure yeah, because of the real or imagined. And I'm going to say it was real for you. Real for a lot of women. Absolutely. Right. And, and men, I actually had people yes. reply to us like, I'm so glad you talked about this for men because we want to do paternity leave too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So we talked about that, just making that decision and then the pressure or the anxiety that women and also men experience of that pressure of, of going back into work and having expectations. Yeah. And will I be able to meet those expectations as well as the judgment that comes along with, well, you're stopping and you're going to take maternity leave or paternity leave. And how is that going to impact, you know, the team or the corporation that you're yeah. So today, because we love to flip it. Yeah. <laughs> today we're talking about, Women who decide not to bring another human being into the world. Yeah. And like, oh my God. Are these horrible, horrible women? I am a monster. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and we brought this up because I was, we were talking, mm-hmm. right? Well, obviously, Jen and I talk like daily. Um, so we were talking about that. And like, tell me about your revelation. Like what, first of all, why did you not have kids? Honestly, it was a progression. I never thought I would be someone in life that didn't have kids. I, when I was growing up as a little kid. That's what I expected to happen. I get married. I have children. That was just the natural flow of my life. I love kids. Um, I'm around kids all the time. Pretty good with kids. Yeah. Um, So it was a really strange kind of progression for me that as I got older and started hitting that age where all my friends were having children, I I kind of was reluctant to go down that path mentally. And it wasn't very clear why. There wasn't an aha moment at that point. It was just... There wasn't that big push in me that I think most women have. Of yeah. It's time and I really want to do it now mm-hmm. and the timing works and they just are really pushing hard yeah. to go that direction. It was like, okay, well, next month I'll think about yeah. it. Or, well, you know, you just keep kicking that can yep. down the road. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was just one of those kind of progression things. And, you know, along the way, I think there was always an awareness that I may have reproductive issues. So yeah. I think there was part of my mind that was always at ease of, I have to be enough for myself because if I can't have children, yeah. how can I live that way if, if I've set that goal so high, yeah, yeah. such a big standard, and I can't live up to that? Yeah. I had to kind of come to terms with myself very early on that I had to be enough one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. And I think those two things kind of almost merged, weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> of um, didn't have the natural push or drive, and I come to terms with the fact that I was okay either way. Okay. So... I, I don't know if there was any one big reason. It just never felt like that big cataclysmic event that I needed to do when the when rubber hit road. Yeah, yeah. And then, the, you know, it's funny because she always makes fun of me because when I decided I was going to have a baby, it was like, we're just going to let things be natural. We're just going to find out what happened. And then when I didn't get pregnant, like instantaneously, I was like, oh, I got to do everything I have to do to get, you know, like I lost my mind and became that like, you yeah. know, psycho person who wanted to get pregnant. Um, so I get, you know, yeah, I hear it. I've had a big drive to have a, have a kid. Like that's mm-hmm. what I really wanted to have a baby. Um, but I also feel bad because I put a lot of pressure on Jen because I, I just assumed that she was once again kicking it because that's what she tends to do. She doesn't really, she's like scared of yep. change. And so yep. I just kept thinking like, oh, she just needs to do it. She just needs to do it. And I kept saying, <laughs> Jen, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? You know, yeah. I just kept giving her so much shit for it. Right. And I look back on it, I feel bad. Robert the whole time was like, Vanessa, stop it. Just stop yeah. it. She doesn't want kids. Leave her alone. I was like, no, that's not true. How could she not want kids? Our kids are supposed to grow up together. Yeah, right? that, that was, was our plan. plan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very, very interesting. Um, tell me, Jen, have you experienced any pressure outside of Vanessa? <laughs> and and. Let me, let me pause for a second because I love what you said. You said, um, I had to be enough for, you know, for myself, by myself. That is deep and powerful. Yeah. Yeah, In terms of outside pressure, I think that came really early. I think in society, people assume once you get married, the next step is children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we've become a very vocal, very, um, (laughs) boundaryless society where people feel very comfortable people you don't know immediately you go to a party well one of the first questions do you have children and then they look almost horrified when you say no No, because they don't know what to say like they don't 
they haven't really thought through what the answer could look like, yeah. right? So there's almost like, I don't know what to say to you anymore, right? Like, like oh, okay. <laughs> Jim, how are you? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, it started pretty early after we got married. And I think especially for both sets of parents, like they wanted grandkids very mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the point I kind of used to tease my mom, I think half your life you hear, please don't get pregnant. And then the other half is, we don't care how you get pregnant. <laughs> oh please my do God. Your grandchildren. So child, true. Right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It was always a little bit ironic. Their biggest fear, like all of a sudden flipped over once I hit a certain age for like, eh, you're grown up now. Please just give me a grandchild. I don't (laughs) care how it comes to pass. Right. So it's kind of an interesting phenomenon of it flipped both from my family Mm -hmm. and just anywhere I went. And it was actually a huge relief when I started my job. Um, I met a lot of men right away that were like, I mean, I was 25 at the time. When I started my career and um, I met a lot of men right away that were very upfront with, they had told their wives, I'm not having children. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. you don't want to be in this relationship, know this now. So I met a lot of men Fair that enough. made a conscious decision up front. And it was the first time in my life I had been around people that had consciously decided, I think it's becoming more normalized yeah. now, mm-hmm. but back, you know, 15 years ago, it was still not like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's great to hear and I think people who slow down and really give it thought because it is a big decision are very responsible I feel that and we'll see what happens but I feel that everyone is not designed to be a parent yep and when you are take your time and really think about what it means to be a parent and and what it involves instead of going with the flow going um, with what society or your parents or whatever the mess wherever those messages are coming from it takes a lot of courage to step back and decide what is best for you yeah and I think that in the long run the children as well as the parent benefit from that No, absolutely. And I think what I've kind of learned as I've gone is there's a lovely hybrid. I have nine or 10 children in my life that call me Aunt Jen. Only like four of them are biological. They don't know the difference in a lot of cases. Like they don't understand the biologics of it. And that's totally fine by me, right? So what my husband and I always talk about is we really get a nice balance of feeling very fulfilled with all these lovely, wonderful children in our life that bring us so much. Like, but it's a nice balance for us it works we get to do the things we want to do we can go places very unrestricted um there's not that day-to-day kind of scheduling that has to take place so I think just in everything in life there's trade-offs right I'm I know there's things I'm absolutely missing I don't you know think that I have it better or worse than anybody else. Well, like, and we know there's things like that I'm absolutely missing is Jen, you know, goes and does whatever she wants, whenever she wants to do it. Like, on a Friday night. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds so awesome. You're, you're, you're missing those teenage years. That's what you're missing about that. No. <laughs> that's, um, that's, um, incredible. It's incredible. I, um, love to hear when women step into their power and are confident enough to make those decisions. And men too. I applaud the men that you spoke of um, earlier who just said it early on in a relationship. Like, I don't want kids. Yeah. 
And it was interesting because I was 25 when I started that job and running into people that were so forthright. I mean, they were in their 40s or 50s in some cases, and they were just very upfront about it, which I'd never met anyone that just came out and said, I don't want children. Like it somehow feels like if you say it, you're some kind of monster, right? Yeah, like yeah. you must not like dogs or kids or like <laughs> or humanity. Like what's wrong with you? Everyone likes kids. Everyone wants kids. But um, it, it's just interesting to see how they led forward and it was just very clear to them and everyone has different reasons. It's It's been interesting as I've gone forward, it's become with younger generations coming in, they're very clear about it, but yeah. it was not always that way. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure for some of those women, it was challenging. You have to pick between maybe that was your dream and this person you really love. And how do you balance that? But yeah. Yeah. No, it's, you know, the, the other thing that I always kind of, you know, think about is one of the things that people will say to people like Jen, um, uh, women who have made a conscious decision not to have children, but you'd be such a great mom. Oh. You'd be so <laughs> good at it. And I'm like, I, I don't know that just, you know, that qualify, like that should be the qualifier. Like if you're just, you're, you would be so good. Yeah. But if you don't want them, you really wouldn't be, right? you know what I mean? Exactly. You have to want them. Otherwise they kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting how, like, it, I was telling Vanessa, it was a really interesting revelation. All these years, I could never pinpoint, like, why I felt that way or why I was pushing it out and kicking the can because it wasn't a conscious decision. It was always, I'll think about it next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, 15 years goes by, and it's like, okay, uh, apparently the decision Not happening. has been made, right? Um, but kind of working through it over the last year, I've had a lot of changes in my family dynamics. And what I've really started to learn is I've been parenting since I was five years old. Yeah. My parents, while lovely, had some challenges. Yeah. And I was put in a spot very early in my life where I was exposed to a lot of grown-up issues. Mm -hmm. And even though you can't solve those at five, you're aware. And you, as a child, you pick up certain roles in your family. And for me, it always felt like I wanted to keep mine steady and straight. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So whether I was actually parenting or not, I've been parenting I can't remember not. And that was kind of the light bulb. I got frustrated one day and I just blurted out. I'm like, I'm so tired of being a parent. This was like last year, right? I'm still yeah. parenting people. And all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, I'm an empty nester is what I really am. <laughs> it just was a really weird dynamic. I had never keyed in as to why, but I felt like I've been an adult since I was five and I was just exhausted. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that was kind of my big revelation of at least there's at least I can say why now, because for the longest time, it was like everyone would kind of like say, I was saying, why, why are you, you parent? You're so amazing. Why are you, you love yeah. kids? You have your nieces and nephews yeah. over for sleepovers. You do this, right? I take them places. We do stuff. It's just, um, it's been interesting. It was like a lightning rod. I think sometimes the most, um, I don't know enlightening moments come out of nowhere when you're not expecting them just yeah. the rawness of it <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> especially the you know a decision like that because i know for a fact once a decision is made you, you can't it's not something you can go back and redo right yeah so mm -hmm. that always is you know because there comes a point where it's just not really feasible anymore and you can adopt or various things mm -hmm. but there's just there comes a point where you really have to just say, I've made this decision. Yeah. And you, and I know people always worry like, am I going to regret this? And is this something I'm going to, you know, and I, as I, I've matured on the subject, I have really, you know, you know, thought just like I said, I think it's probably because I wanted Jen to have kids <laughs> so bad because I was like, I had this lovely little 
fantasy of our kids being like besties forever and they probably would have hated know, each other. It never works yeah. that they probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like I just thought that was especially because we live like right next door to each other yes. and all, you know. But then as I've gone through and I'm like, well, she's like another mom to my kids. Yeah. They're like literally another set of parents to my kids. If I need her for anything, she's always there. So I could totally see how any of that emotional role, like feeling that you would need to love a little human, she's got it in spades. You know, she's got all kinds of little humans to love. It doesn't have to be a specific way. Exactly. It doesn't have to, you know, we have these ideas, I guess, and, and, um, definitions of what something should look like she's still loving a little human yeah several little humans. several little humans lots of little humans and so why can't we be okay with that yeah well it's interesting too is I'm getting older I'm finding I'm actually fitting a very different role for those kids I'm having kids that are now turning to teenagers and are very very open with me of like the challenges they're going through in their life right and I think sometimes it's more comfortable to not always just go to mom and dad yeah. or something that having that aunt that's just enough removed from the day to day that doesn't, you know, feel like they're like you're talking <laughs> to mom. But yeah. 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 So it's been interesting as I'm getting more and more that are hitting teenager, pre-teenager. Um, it's interesting. The dynamics are definitely shifting in my relationships with them. And I think that's a really good thing, too. Right. Well, I also mm-hmm. see you doing uh, picking up a lot of like mentoring roles like you and Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason is her awesome husband. Um, he like, you know, mentors one of the kids that she's really close to um, and helps her with like her homework online, you know. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it, I agree. It, it just it changes the way things look. I think the that the key take home message that we all want to say is for those of you out there listening who are unsure about how to say like, or how to admit to yourself or whatever it is that you don't, it's okay. Nobody has to have kids and it has to be acceptable in our society for that not to happen. Birthing the child does not define you as a woman. Exactly. It does not define your worth at all. Not at all. I think the other good thing to know that took a long time for me to kind of drill into my brain is it's not selfish. I think there's also a narrative out there that if you don't have kids, it's because you're selfish. You don't want to, you want all your money for yourself. You want all your free time. It's, it comes in all different packages. And like I said, my trigger was a really strange one, but there's a lot of experiences you go through in life. Everything you go through in life shapes how you are as an adult, right? So as you get there, there's lots of reasons people don't have children. And I think that narrative for a long time was there. If you don't have children, it's because you're selfish, right? No, there's lots of reasons. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. No. I think you're you're the opposite. I think you're thoughtful because if you have that that insight, self-reflection that you know that I probably would not make a good parent, but I'm going to go do this anyway because my mother wants to have grandchildren or this is expected of me from society, um, peers or whatever. I think that is the selfish thing to do because you're, you know, you're not selfish. I would just say you're buying into someone else's ideals. Yep. Yeah, because if you're going to have a kid, not because you want the child, but because some other for, you know, force external to you is bringing it up, are, you may not be as there for that child. And at which point, if you are not wholeheartedly in it, you're before, if you decide not to have a child, you're only affecting yourself. Yeah. When you decide to have a child for the wrong reasons, you are affecting yourself and another person for the rest of their life. And 
that is that can be tragic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I I was just thinking when um when I had my son, everyone came to me and they said, "You have to have another one. You just <laughs> have to have oh, another one. Totally. You cannot, you know, not have another. He needs company. He'll he be needs so company. spoiled. Oh my god, <laughs> he'd be so spoiled." And my response to them is always, I can do one well. That's what I know. Yeah. Like internally, it, I just knew I can do one well. Two, mm -mm. Right. I just knew it. That would be my response. But they would kind of shame me into a try. Yeah. Try to shame yeah. me into having more that. children. <laughs> For the same, a lot of the same reasons. You're such a good mom. Oh, yeah. You know. And I'm like, I'm good to this one. Yeah. I know my limit. <laughs> I can do one very, very well. Didn't I do well? I did a good job. My son is filming us. And he's shaking his head. He's saying, yes, 100%. She did a great job. I'm so glad she didn't have anyone else. <laughs> he's totally shaking his head. <laughs> I I I, th <laughs> I think what we what I what it sounds like we're basically saying is is to stand in your truth, to stand in um what to stand up for what you believe is right for you. Yeah, and I think one of the best things I've seen with all the social progression over the last even twenty years is people don't look at families the same way they did 20 years ago. Yeah. Like it has to be the certain construct that we expected it to be. Families come in all shapes and forms now, yeah, right? right? Totally. All over the spectrum. Like, yeah. and I think that's been a relief too, right? That there's not this standard. We all need to have two children, a dog, a yep. picket fence, right? Yeah. Otherwise mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you yeah. or you went against the grain, right? So I think as we continue to evolve, it, it helps all of us to speak openly about it and how we get here and, show that there's all kinds of different families. Yeah. That's and that a was a hard point. adjustment for me too. I remember one Christmas, I didn't want to go away to Christmas or go leave my family to go with my husband mm -hmm. to his like family side of the house. And, uh, he looked at me one day, he's like, we're a family. And that was actually hard for me to register because I didn't feel validated for as a family for a while yeah. because we didn't have a child. You were right? like, I'm a part of that family and this family, yes. we aren't our yes. own unit. And he was like, it was like wow. a, sh a mental shakeup. Yeah. He's like, but we're a family. We make yeah. decisions for oh. us. But even in my own head, it took me so long to be okay with certain things. Like I felt weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's that's a great interesting. Point. Yeah, that's an that's I can see point, that though. absolutely. Yeah, so can I? Because I've had uh, e even just with I have two kids, so I have the classic, you know, two kids and like three dogs, you know. <laughs> but um, I had a hard time pulling away from my family and not, you know, just being completely doing Christmas morning with them and having all the things every day. Robert really had to, you know, put his foot down and say. No, we are a family. Mm -hmm. The four of us, I want to have Christmas morning with just us and and have it be, you know, the way it's supposed to be. And we talked about that yeah. on our on our previous yeah. episode. Right. Um, so I, I can I didn't even think about that that you're right. I could totally see how you would have been continuing to be sucked in oh, yeah. to two people, you know, you're a couple. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're not a family, right? You're not and a family. That was like kind of a jolt of lightning. I remember one year I'm like, oh my he's like, you have to start thinking about this differently. Yeah. Like, we got married. We're a family. Exactly. And it like I said, it took me a lot of years to just kind of get okay with a lot of things, right? And especially when 
people used to ask me questions, I, I'm sure I turned bright red and, you know, got embarrassed and I'm like, nope, just us, like no kids. I know. And that's the, that whole, that just us, just like, us. like, like you said, like yeah. you're not enough. The yeah. two of you are fabulous as is. Yeah. He said, so. now that everyone's hitting the teenage years, I think they're actually more envious. Than, uh, uh, yeah. it, it flipped from, <laughs> oh, you don't know what you're missing. Look at these cute little kids, too. Yep. Oh, my gosh, they're Tasmanian devils. And um, you're lucky you get to hang out with them and give them back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, last message that you'd like to give our audience? No, just A takeaway to- message. I just appreciate everyone listening and your time. I think, like I said, it's important to me. I've gotten more comfortable speaking about this as I get older. And what I find is people aren't alone. The more we talk about our differences and where we come from and how we got there, like what you tend to find is there's a lot of people that all of a sudden go, I'm just like you. Yeah. Yes. And it's a relief. Like, you know. I'm a child of an alcoholic, right? And for years, Vanessa will tell you, I never talked about yeah, it. Yeah, never. Just, it was, there was shame. There's all yeah. these things that come with it. And I don't know, around college, it just got very like, these aren't my issues. Yeah, right? exactly. And I, what I have found in life and in general is the more we talk about our differences or just our upbringings or things that are different in society, you find people are almost relieved to talk to you because yeah. they feel alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I don't I know. Like that. I said, I appreciate the time. I appreciate everyone listening. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. When we share our stories, we we have that ability to connect with each other, and that's that's beautiful. Absolutely. Um, do you have a last minute message, Vanessa? I no. I, I I think that, I think that sums it up well. Keep talking. Keep listening to each other. Um, and uh, everybody's story is unique and awesome. Yeah. And let us just honor each other for who we are, our uniqueness, our choices. Yeah. That's our message. And as always, live your life on 10. Your 10. Bye-bye.